You're listening to Truly Criminal, the home of true crime. To see the video version of this case, including the footage and photos, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Truly Criminal. The speed at which the internet has grown and how it has impacted our lives as we know it is truly unbelievable. How we meet, how we form and maintain those relationships, how we socialise and date is all so vastly different from even just a few years ago. Social media bridges gaps between people from all over the world and gives us instant access and the opportunity to communicate with people we would likely never have otherwise met. In this day and age, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that doesn't use or has never used any social media or dating apps to connect with people, with one study showing one in every three relationships will start online. The largest dating app currently boasting over 75 million users worldwide is Tinder. With those users making up to 1.6 billion swipes per day, it's safe to say there's a lot of people hoping to make a match and meet someone new. Amongst the millions of users was Ashlyn Black, a fashion and outdoor-loving 25-year-old who enjoyed vintage shops, camping and listening to Nirvana. She lived in Leighton, Utah in the United States and worked as a carer, looking after young children that faced developmental or educational challenges. Her family said that she loved being a voice for those that might have found it harder to speak out for themselves, and the job just came naturally to her. Ashlyn couldn't wait to be a mother herself. Her family said it was something she wanted with all her heart. Her plan was always to adopt, a decision that was definitely impacted by her job as a carer, everyone said. She was kind, patient and welcoming, with a big infectious laugh that people said made everyone instantly feel comfortable around her. On May 23rd, 2020, Ashlyn, like many, was scrolling and swiping through Tinder. Before long... She matched with a 24-year-old called Ethan Hunsaker, a father of one who had recently separated from his wife and was now renting a house alone. The pair started talking and got along well, quickly making plans to go out for dinner and drinks that night. At around 9pm, Ethan drove over to Ashlyn's home to pick her up. The pair headed out to a local bar, where they stayed for about four hours before heading back to Ethan's house. Several hours later, 3.19am. We have a male on the line saying he wants to die that he killed someone. He, he doesn't know who he has killed, but that it occurred at that address. My suspect wants us to shoot him. Blood on the floor looks unconscious. It's not moving. The person that had made the call was Ashlyn's date, Ethan. But on the phone, he said he didn't even know Ashlyn didn't know her last name, and that he would like the officers to kill him when they arrived at the house. Police rushed to the property on North Reed Avenue. Ashlyn was face down in one of the bedrooms, with stab wounds across her whole body. Paramedics did everything they could to try and save her, but it was no good. Ashlyn Black was pronounced dead at the scene. Ethan had marks and scratches all over his body, and it was clear from the second police walked in that he was responsible. 
Ethan said that the pair had come back after their evening out and slept together before falling asleep. He said he woke up and saw Ashlyn sleeping on his arm. Out of nowhere, he started choking her as hard as he could for about a minute as Ashlyn tried to fight him off. As she lay half-conscious on the floor, Ethan grabbed a knife from the kitchen, knelt over her, and started stabbing her. He said he watched her bleed out for about 10 minutes before calling 911. Hello everybody, this is Kelly Vaughn from KUTV. I'm coming to you live from Layton. We're at the scene where a 25-year-old woman was killed. Tonight with news of a 25-year-old stabbed to death while on a Tinder date. Here's where it happened. It happened at the suspect's home at 1319 North Reed Drive in Layton. Police say dispatch first got the call early. This was about 3.20 in the morning. And Nicole, this is a story that is, is hard to make sense of. What are you learning tonight? Well, Nick, we've been talking to neighbors this evening and they say it's very hard to even come to grips that something like this has happened in their neighborhood. It's just weird, to be honest, because we've lived here over two years and I love living here. It's a relatively quiet neighborhood. Guys with like hazmat suits and booties on were over there. That's not like your typical scene you wake up to. Coleman says he would see Ethan outside from time to time. I waved at him a couple times mowing his lawn and he he seemed like an all right guy super scary i mean you kind of hear about these things but they're not necessarily three houses down from you officers located a female lying on the floor of the home having sustained multiple stab wounds to the torso the motive behind the homicide is under further investigation However, the attack appears to have been unprovoked. The 24-year-old woman who police have not identified yet died at the scene. Despite his confession, officers couldn't make sense of how this had all come to be. According to Ethan, the date went well and they were really getting on. There had been no fight or argument that had got out of control. One minute they were sleeping, the next, Ashlyn was dead. But Ethan soon bluntly said that he had invited Ashlyn over with the sole intention of killing her. He said he knew when he picked her up that night that if she came back to his house, he would take her life. He was calm and vacant as they arrested him and was taken into custody where he was held without bail. Tonight, police have identified the woman stabbed to death on a Tinder date. Ashlyn Black of Layton was 25 years old. In the last year, she is the second young woman here in Utah killed by a man that she met on a dating app. In a statement, Black's family called her accused killer a monster. Hunsaker is being held without bond and faces charges, including first-degree murder. Chris Martinez, CBS News. To everybody's surprise, he soon pleaded not guilty to Ashlyn's murder. As word started to spread about what had happened, for those that knew Ethan, whilst some were shocked, others, not so much. Ethan Hunsaker had worked for a concrete company for a short while, and his manager said that his outgoing personality meant he was soon working one-on-one with clients. But other co-workers said that something seemed to be off. His behaviour had changed drastically since he split from his ex-wife, and he became withdrawn, soon arriving to work late, before not even turning up at all. After a couple of months, Ethan was fired after having an altercation with a female co-worker, the details of which remain unconfirmed. People said he made a lot of dark and sinister comments and spoke about wanting to hurt and kidnap women. He also spoke of having suicidal feelings and homicidal thoughts as well. Ethan's boss said, He was kind of the goofy young kid that always made us laugh, I guess. 
that always had something stupid to say. Then, end of last year, it was just weird. He went from goofy to just nobody wanted to be around him. He added that what he had been arrested for didn't actually surprise him. A woman named Autumn came forward with her own story to tell as well. She said she had been bombarded with texts and messages via social media from Ethan right up until just a week before Ashlyn was killed. The pair had met through an old job and had known each other for about 11 years. Autumn said everything started off very friendly and the pair would hang out on their lunch breaks. She stated she had no romantic interest in him and had never given him any reason to believe they were more than just friends. But in 2019, Ethan had started asking her out. Autumn would make excuse after excuse and soon started completely ignoring him, but he would find other ways to message her on different platforms. Well, guys, Autumn Daly actually worked with the alleged killer back in 2009. Now, they were friendly. They never dated. uh, But she says it wasn't until last year that he started bombarding her with text messages trying to meet up. She was trying to be nice and let him know that she wasn't interested. The most recent text was actually last week. She says she never felt that she was in danger or that he was aggressive, but that he was very persistent. I did get a weird vibe, and I think that's kind of what stopped me from ever hanging out with him. From Instagram to Snapchat. Overbearing, just can't take no for an answer. Autumn Daly says his text messages were all the same. In this last month, it's been like every other day, him asking me to make plans or do something. She often didn't respond, and when she did, she politely declined the invitations, even one asking for her to come to his house. He had mentioned that he just feels like he has no one to talk to and he doesn't have any friends, and that's kind of why he was reaching out to me so often. And when she heard the news of what had happened over the weekend, she was shocked. I've known him for 11 years, and that could have been me. She says she's glad she followed her gut, but is heartbroken for the family who lost their daughter to this senseless crime. I feel lucky and blessed like someone was out looking out for me but I also feel for her family and for her because I can't I just can't even imagine what she went through during those moments and what her family's going through such a heartbreaking situation. Now, Daly says that he had mentioned that he was going through a divorce, which is something that she believes is the reason why he wanted to connect with someone. Now, Dave, a quick search of his criminal history shows that he really doesn't have anything in his record. But again, trying to piece together everything that's happened in the last couple of days. This is one of those cases where um, it's not a mystery, right? But it's more about why did it happen And how should the system of justice deal with it? You've got someone who's homicidal and suicidal, clearly dealing with some mental issues, which will play a role and a huge part in the way this man is defended. But for the victim's family, I mean, think about what happened here. She's just going out on a Tinder date. Hours later, an atrocious uh, crime scene. Uh, But it seems like investigators have enough to put all this together. So the, the issue will be the mental state of the defendant now and what his mental state was at the time of this alleged killing. But as I said, as he gets into court, uh, we should get much more information about uh, the evidence and the the manner and and cause and everything else associated uh, in that case. So we'll continue to track that one for you right here on Court TV. Liz Solis, the spokesperson for the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition, highlighted the fact that a lot of people on social media were placing the blame on Ashlyn as opposed to Ethan. She said, 
This is in no way the victim's fault. And it's important to remind people of that. It doesn't matter how the victim met the perpetrator, or where, or when. The decision to commit the violent act was that of the perpetrator. Victim advocates like Jen Oxborough are concerned that on social media, people are blaming the victim. It doesn't matter what anyone chooses to do, they never deserve to be hurt or killed. Oxborough says people using dating apps is not the problem. This is something that's a reality. This is how people date. And Tinder is the most frequently used dating app that I'm aware of um, in our culture right now. She says this case highlights the ongoing problem of violence perpetrated against women by men they know or trust. And so we need to remember that, that this was a choice to enact violence by the person who perpetrated the violence, and that's where the responsibility lies. Just over one year later, June 2021. New developments in the case of a young woman brutally murdered on a first date. The alleged killer has pleaded guilty. To the relief of Ashlyn's family, and despite the prosecution refusing to offer a plea deal, Ethan Hunsaker changed his not guilty plea. He finally pleaded guilty to murder and also pleaded to being mentally unwell. His lawyers requested that his mental health be taken into consideration upon his sentencing. Several doctors conducted evaluations and Ethan was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, recurrent psychotic features, generalized anxiety disorder and severe alcohol use disorder. It's a very emotional case for the family. Joshua Egan is the attorney for Ashland's family. And today that family is feeling some relief. This morning, Hunsaker pleaded guilty to first-degree murder. There is a strong sense of relief that the case is finally progressing again. It's been in limbo for over a year now. Uh, without really clear direction where it was going to go. Hunsaker also pleaded mentally ill. Prosecutors say that doesn't change the fact that he still could spend the rest of his life behind bars. Doesn't exonerate them or excuse the conduct at all. It holds defendants accountable by giving them an appropriate sentence. But if there's specialized treatment that is needed because of their mental illness, then it addresses that as well. We determined that a plea offer would not be appropriate and that the defendant should plead guilty to murder or that we should take the case to trial. The judge said his mental health at the time of Ashlyn's murder was not a factor, but agreed he would factor in his current status, and this left him with a few options when sentencing him. One was to send him straight to prison. Another was to commit him to the state hospital for 18 months before being transferred to prison, or to send him to the Utah State Hospital with no time limit for treatment. In February 2022, a judge sentenced Ethan Hunsaker to 15 years to life for murder. But before he began his time in prison, he would receive 18 months of treatment in the Utah State Hospital. The judge said that he hoped Ethan would get the help he needed, but added this was not the primary reason he was agreeing to the treatment. He said he was actually concerned for other inmates and officers in prison, worrying that Ethan might hurt more people and this move might offer people more protection. Ashlyn's mother said they felt that the court had not been courteous to their family's needs and feelings, whilst making sure they provided accommodations to the person that had cruelly taken Ashlyn away from them, something the judge apologised for, stating that the court's hands were tied in many ways. Ashlyn's family said it was as senseless a crime as it was evil. Our hearts are broken and our lives are forever changed due to the despicable acts of another person. 
The life of an amazing, fun-loving young woman was taken, one who had a passion for being the voice of those who could not speak out for themselves. The lives of her friends and family are permanently altered. In court, Ashlyn's sister said, We haven't talked about Ashlyn. We haven't talked about who she was or her impact on the world. She was a good person. She tried her best to do good things in this world. And it is so clear that Ashlyn Black was already making such an impact on so many people and so many young lives. It is important that we remember her for the compassionate, selfless, kind-hearted 25-year-old she was. Her father said that his daughter always had a special talent for being late to everything, but he said he would give up anything to be sat waiting for her if it meant she would walk back through the door to see him. We are so grateful to all of our viewers and all of our patrons, and we'd love you to consider joining our little community over on Patreon. It supports us as a channel, and we couldn't be more appreciative of anyone that does so. It also gives you behind the scenes, extra episodes and early ad-free access.